Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network. We go live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Find the links to the show in our Twitter feed at A to Z Sports. Also, our Instagram story where we share the show as well. Uh, but we got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out you guys. Like Wilson County Hyundai, if you're looking for a new ride, check them out, wilsoncountyhyundai.com, or go see them in Lebanon and make them a part of your new car buying process. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, plus Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. Better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a health plan for you at fbhp.com slash atoz danny says glad it's trivia day uh somehow he missed it last week last week we went eight and two and so we'll wrap up this tuesday show later on in about an hour with tuesday sports trivia presented by brentwood imprint where you can get all of your gear to elevate your business at brentwoodimprint.com so zach you mentioned announcements coming for a to z sports uh you know as as the new football season gets ramped up so do we so we expanded Last August, with the launch of our Dallas broadcast market last year, and so we've got more announcements coming. Uh, one of them is coming tomorrow, and you'll learn that on this show tomorrow morning on a Wednesday ahead of the first Titans training camp practice that I will be at. And then the net other announcements will come next week once the calendar flips to August. So I did want to update you guys on that. And uh, Jamie puts out a joke. Malik Willis already higher tier according to anonymous coaches. No, that is not uh, what's going on with Ryan Tannehill. But Mike Sando of the Athletic, Zach, always puts out his quarterback tier rankings uh, around this time every year. And it's something where it's anonymous coaches, executives, general managers around the league, football people uh, who really know what they're doing and give a lot of good analysis with how they tier these quarterbacks. And so it's tier one through five. Last year, Ryan Tannehill was in tier number two. I'm just going to set the table for everybody just to go through uh, these quarterback tiers, Zach, and then we'll expand, obviously, on Ryan Tannehill. But number one in tier one is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, number two is Patrick Mahomes in tier one. Tier one continues with Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and Joe Burrow. That's it. That's, that's quarterback tier number one. Tier two Starts with Matt Stafford, Russell Wilson at number eight, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, Kyler Murray, and new AFC South rival Matt Ryan. So timeout. You're saying that, and I haven't seen that list. You're saying he has Justin Herbert above Matt Stafford? He has Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow above. Now, this is not Mike Sando's rankings. This is his his sending out ballots across the country and coming back and going through how everybody else ranked them. This is not Mike Sando's personal opinion. It is the work that he put together to consolidate a list of the aggregate rankings, right? Well, <laughs> it's questionable already, but yeah, we all have our opinions and that's okay. Everybody I mean, do you wants want me to, do you want me to further explain like who we talked to. Yeah, please. All I right, mean, that's so, what we're going to be talking about all show. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, the panel 35 veteran quarterbacks, the panel, uh, consisted of 50 NFL coaches and executives, including six GMs, 
eight head coaches, 10 talent evaluators. So I guess that's another word for scout, 12 coordinators, six quarterback coaches, and seven executives who specialize in analytics. So that's the 50 people, right? GMs, head coaches, talent evaluators, coordinators, quarterback coaches, and analytical executives as well. That is the 50 people who put together this list of 35 veteran quarterbacks to make tiers one through five. Yeah, and look, the the in any list or tier ranking, you're going to have some question marks, right? So right off the bat, I think that, you know, these people or whoever you just named – I believe that they're trying to be first to market with Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and kind of are forgetting about Matthew Stafford and Russell Wilson of what they have. The other thing is, is what the chat is saying, Matt Ryan being tier two. And this tells me that these individuals believe that Matt Ryan was on the wrong team, right? Because Atlanta struggled mightily in different facets of their franchise. That's the reason why they had so much turnover. Yeah. Arthur Smith is now the head coach from last year. They fired their GM a couple of years ago, right? So, like, they had turnover. They believe that Matt Ryan is better than what he showed in Atlanta. But tier two for Matt Ryan, I think is, I mean, that's high regard. Yeah, and, that, that's high, Those are high marks. And we'll continue to talk about Matt Ryan throughout this uh, show this morning. But to continue, Matt Ryan ends tier two. So if you're keeping track at home, you've got six quarterbacks in tier one, eight quarterbacks in tier two. Now we move on to tier three, the 15th ranked quarterback in this to lead off tier three, Kirk Cousins of the Minnesota Vikings. Number 16, currently with the San Francisco 49ers, but maybe not for long, Jimmy Garoppolo. And coming in at number 17, matching his jersey number, is Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill at Tier 3 overall QB number 17. And here is the first anonymous quote about Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill climbed into Tier 2. This is Sando. Tannehill was in Tier 2 last season after a steady ascent, only to slip following a one-and-done playoff performance as the AFC's top seed. Now, here's this first quote. He is probably a three, maybe a three-plus, a coach who overlapped with Tannehill in his previous season said. My heart broke for him that he played so poorly. I wonder if he said another word besides poorly there. Uh, in that playoff game, he was having such a good year, really two years, but I think it, he that it is what it is. And here's the, the thing. Unfortunately, in a couple of times, They've asked him to be the guy to win games, and he hasn't been able to do it. So that is the anonymous quote for Ryan Tannehill, the first of three that we will read. Zach, uh, your reaction immediately, then we'll ask questions to, uh, to get the chat involved. I think that you can't say a couple. I think you have to say a few. Because if you think about it, in big-time games, they've asked Ryan Tannehill to go to the Super Bowl in Kansas City in the second half, and he was unable to do that. Now, that was a different football team, but they had just beaten the Baltimore Ravens, which is the number one seed, 14-2 and two with Lamar Jackson as MVP. So they asked him to go win that game. He was unable to do it. At home against the Baltimore Ravens, they asked him to go win that game. He threw an interception intended for Khalif Raymond, came up in the hands of a Baltimore Raven. They lose that game. And then we all know, just a short time ago, they asked him, to go get three points with less than two minutes to play 
interception. Yeah. So I would actually replace instead of a couple, a couple means two, a few means more than two. So really <laughs> it's a few times, unfortunately, a few times they've asked him to be the guy to go win games well, and he uh, hasn't been able to do it. So I, I, you know, I, I have my thoughts on your comments and I will, and I will get to those, uh, but let's go ahead and ask our first question of the day. Is this first quote, and we're focusing on a couple of times they asked him to be the guy to win the games. He hasn't been able to do it. He hasn't been able to do it. We want to ask if that quote, guys, is fair or foul. So we'll send we'll send Zach to the chat. Is that Ryan Tannehill quote number one, fair or foul? Uh, but first, Zach, tell us all about Farm Bureau Health Plans. FBHP.com is where you need to go to get your new health plan. I went and got my new health plan earlier this year, and I'm glad that I did. Better coverage, better rates, better service. 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee. FBHP.com slash A to Z. My rate went down 20% once I switched, and I, I did get better coverage. And unfortunately, I've had to use that coverage, right? You never want to use it. But the good thing is I had that coverage. So visit fbhp.com. You go through a quick health assessment. Once you go through the health assessment, they give you a quote, and then you decide if you want to make the move. I'm glad I made the move. Make sure that you at least know your quote and then have the deciding factor to say, hey, I need to change my plan, and it can help you or your family. It doesn't matter, and that's kind of the best part about Farm Bureau Health Plans is it can help an individual, a single individual, somebody with a wife and kids. I mean, they have plans for everybody. That's fbhp.com slash A to Z. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app. Football season is really rapidly approaching. It's the best time to join the BetMGM app family uh, with Zach and I and several of our A to Z viewers as well, and that intro offer is your first bet's risk-free up to $1,000, which is great. So what you do is you download the app, you plug in our code ATOZ Sports, and you make your first deposit, then your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. So you either win that, get the winnings from it, or you get it back so you can keep on playing with BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions, subject to qualification and other requirements. Awards issued as knowledgeable free bets or credit for bets expiring in seven days. For problem game and support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. We're going through uh, Mike Sando's uh, quarterback tier rankings that he put together with 50 different NFL people uh, giving him the analysis there. Ryan Tannehill comes in in tier three at number 17 overall. And this quote number one, we're asking fair or foul. In a couple of times, they've asked him to be the guy to win the games. He hasn't been able to do it. Zach, is the chat saying that's fair or foul? The chat's saying that's fair. Uh, Xavier says fair. So does Eric. So does Keelan. Fair as fair can get right there. I'm, you can't disagree with that. I, I agree with Keelan. Jabu says fair. Mikey says fair. Totally fair from Jarrell. Terrence says fair. Steven does say foul. He won games he wasn't supposed to. So, right? Uh, that's true, that's, and, but that's not yeah. what the quote is. <laughs> sure, but in, right. And I guess like you can't have your cake and eat it too situation where like you can't dog Tannehill for losing games and then not give him the credit for the for winning the game that they weren't supposed to, right? Like, and, and how he played in some other situations previously. So I I think the the point of that foul comment was that 
yes, he's had some tough games, but you can't take away what he's been able to accomplish. And just Brian Tannehill won two games that he wasn't supposed to, right? He won New England against Tom Brady the last time he ever put on a Patriots jersey, and he won in I mean, there's, in there's, Baltimore. More than, there's, there's more than that. I mean, you're, you're focusing on playoff games, yeah. right? Yes. Well, because ultimately, Austin, that's the reason why Ryan Tannehill is as low as he is in this well, tier. But, but again, because but what no, did he no, just no, no, do? No. no, Zach. Well, then how is Justin Herbert tier one? Because of youth. I mean, we, that's a whole other so, conversation. But he hasn't been in the playoff game. So it's, if, it's more. No, Zach's, it's not. Not, yes. with, not with somebody. He hasn't had the opportunity, Austin. Yes, he did. Justin Herbert had the opportunity to beat the Las he Vegas Raiders in week playoff. 18 and lost. He was not in the playoffs. I know that. Well, you don't know that no, because but, it's not no, the same. Zach, whenever I say that I know that he wasn't in the playoffs, you cannot say that I don't know that because I do know that because that is fact. Well, Justin tried Herbert tried to give lost. an example that wasn't a playoff game. No, that's the point is that he lost that opportunity, but Justin Herbert is still is tier one. So I understand why you're focusing only on Ryan Tannehill's playoff losses, but the quarterback tiers are all encompassing because if it was just focused on the playoffs, then Justin Herbert cannot be a tier one quarterback. Awesome. He cannot. Let me ask you a question. Do you think Ryan Tannehill would be in tier three if he would have beaten the Cincinnati Bengals? No, but he didn't. So he's that's in tier the three. point. That is the point. His playoff performance yields where he is in these tiers. If Ryan Tannehill takes the Titans to an AFC championship game, whether he wins or loses against the Kansas City Chiefs, it doesn't matter. He's not in tier three. So his performances in the playoffs at this stage in his career greatly impact where he is on quarterback ranking lists. It's just the facts. If this particular quote, I think I think the chat yeah, has one hundred percent gotten correct. It is fair. Are, but when we are saying that Ryan Tannehill has won games that he wasn't supposed to, there's more than just the wins against New England and Baltimore in the playoffs. He doesn't get enough credit for that win against the Ravens in the playoffs in Baltimore. He needs more credit for that because he threw the two touchdown passes to get them up 14 to three or whatever it was. Right. So, but I also look at the 2019 game in Nashville against the Chiefs, there was a shootout when Tannehill led the game-winning drive and threw that touchdown pass to Adam Humphreys, right? That's that's a game the Titans were not supposed to win. They blew out the Chiefs this past year, weren't supposed to win that. They've beaten the Buffalo Bills two straight years in shootouts in games they were not supposed to win. Ryan Tannehill should get credit for those wins. So yes, there's, but, but and, that and, and then, doesn't and then I also mean say that this. much. Okay. There's I'm different just, levels of credit, right? Playoff credit is different than regular season credit. I, I where not it. everybody watched those but, games. But if, if we're going to, I understand what you're saying, but if we're going to talk about resumes and if Justin Herbert is going to be a top six quarterback for what he's done in the last two regular seasons, and I'm not, I'm not arguing that he shouldn't be there. I'm just saying since he's there, you have to take the full resume into effect of this conversation. But it's also weighted. That is my I, point. Playoff well, games, Justin Herbert has not been judged on a playoff game, correct? So he gets the benefit from that. Yes. And, you know, most quarterbacks, most head coaches have losing playoff records. That's just, that's how, that's the nature of going to the playoffs. We can't, no, we talk about the millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people that watch NFL playoff games. 
Justin Herbert has never been featured in one of those games. Yeah, but guess who's not voting on this tier list? Those millions of people who watch it on TV. It still influences. We, <laughs> we, look, Justin Herbert has not been graded on a playoff performance. Ryan Tannehill has been graded on multiple. Okay, so and all right, so let's. Uh, I'm going to say about this anonymous quote number one. Overall, it is a fair quote about Ryan Tannehill. Now, I will react to what Zach said. You mentioned that he was not able to win in the AFC title game against the Chiefs. He was not able to beat the Ravens at home in the playoffs and obviously fell up short with three interceptions against the Bengals this past January. I say yes about the Bengals game. Obviously, that is all on Ryan Tannehill's shoulders for how that game ended and the result of the Titans going home early. But I think Derrick Henry also came up short in the Ravens playoff game and in the Chiefs playoff game. And with Derrick Henry not being able to be the dude that he was in the previous playoff wins, he should get blame for that too. But just you like Derrick, on hold on, I'm talking. You call on your quarterback. Listen to the quote. I, I understand that. But I listen, Zach, in the Chiefs game, in AFC title, they wanted to win that game on Derrick Henry's shoulders. In the game against Baltimore and Nissan Stadium in uh, January of 2021, the goal, the game plan was to win that on Derrick Henry's shoulders. And Derrick Henry in the run game, which includes the offensive line, got smacked in the face and shut down. That's also the fact, too. So Derrick Henry deserves credit for when he runs for 180 against the Ravens, but he also deserves blame for when he runs for 40 against the Ravens the next year in the playoffs. That needs to be more widely known and talked about. That Derrick Henry is not perfect. He deserves zero blame for the this past Bengals game because he's coming off an injury and not doing anything for 13, 14 weeks. Nothing on Henry's shoulders for the Bengals game. All on Tannehill. But let's not just exclude Derrick Henry from this. You call on your quarterback to win the football game. In that AFC championship game, going into the fourth quarter, it was 21-17. It wasn't like it was a blowout. Well, let's, let's be fair. That AFC championship game, go, they didn't score a single point in the third quarter. Going into the fourth, the Titans had the opportunity to go to Miami in that sense, because yep. that's when it was. Yep. And they oh, could not do it on the they could, shoulders of their quarterback. Zach, Austin, no, running that, backs no, no, don't no, win championships. Okay, we're going, again, we're going back too far for this. And so, no, because, because that on, was the oh, best opportunity for him to go to a Super again, Bowl. We're going back too far a little bit for this because it's three playoffs ago. But in that game, if you're saying the Titans are down by four points in a playoff game in the fourth quarter, then Derrick Henry is still heavily involved in option number one for the offense because of the scoring situation. Awesome. I'm you not know how wrong football by saying works, that. Don't you? You know how football works? You know how new age football works? Yeah, you but I'm who, also... But you Zach, know, in the fourth quarter, you know who the most important player on the field is? It's I understand no, the I'm asking, dude. You, but, I'm, what, but Zach, don't be an idiot. Who is it? Who Zach, is it? It's who the is quarterback. It? But the Titans, you know the Titans are different. And you know, go back... Go back to January 2020 and remember the dominance that Derrick Henry was at that point. Austin. And so the Titans, the Titans are different. We're, you're giving excuses. But the game for the Titans is not. Overall, man. The game is not. Oh, there, my look, God. there's blame. There's always different courses of blame. I understand that. But when the rubber make, meets the road in the playoffs, quarterbacks win games. Yeah, but, and, but you, that's, you look at the read the quote. Read the it says. A couple of times when they've asked him to be the guy to win games, 
be the guy to win games at the quarterback position. That is the quote. Don't don't you're you're getting off into Derrick Henry. No, land. I'm getting I'm focusing on who the Titans are and who they were in January. At of the end of the day, Austin, to win a Super Bowl, it has to be up to Ryan Tannehill to win those games. It cannot be all Derrick Henry. Again, it's proven over the last two decades. But if you're telling me. Again, we've been over this game a million times. I hate the fact that we're going back to this. But if you're telling me the Titans are down by four points in the fourth quarter of a playoff game and you don't rely on Derrick Henry to win you that game, you're crazy. Against the high-powered Kansas City Chiefs, you're not going to win it with it's, just it's, the running back. It's four to nothing with 15 left minutes You're left. not going to win it with just Derrick Henry. You know that. Okay, all right, all right. So, uh, again, I, I, I think the quote overall is, is, is fair. All right, so let's get to quote number two because I, I'm going to defend Ryan Tannehill on this as well. Here's quote number two from Mike Sandoz. He talks about Derrick Henry's absence and how he had averaged an additional 2.1 yards per pass attempt on early downs when Henry was on the field. And that took a big hit, obviously, when Derrick Henry got hurt. So here's the quote. Tannehill relied on the team more than the team relied on him because the moments when he could have brought the team back, especially in that Kansas City game we just talked about, uh, he couldn't make it happen. I'm still waiting for that defining moment from Ryan Tannehill. It still hasn't happened yet. That's why I have him as tier three. He's got tier two potential and talent, but just in the big moments, it hasn't translated. So I think the first sentence of this, Tannehill relied on the team more than the team relied on him. That is interesting to me. Zach, what do you think? I love this quote. I love all of that quote. That quote makes a lot of sense because, and it, Look, I didn't read that quote. We went into this show where, and this is how organic, right? We're These are not planned arguments or conversations. We're not Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless. Yeah, go screw yourself. We're not that. So this is instant, really organic reaction. I had not seen that quote before. And I literally had just spoken about what that quote represented before I even read it. And it's true. I'll ultimately, and I think this has been my problem, and we asked a question last week about do you trust how they've organized the roster and how they're playing, right? And I was skeptical of that. And the reason why I'm skeptical of it is I don't believe that Ryan Tannehill can be relied upon. And I think the most important position in team sport, which is the quarterback, in this day and age, to win a Super Bowl, to win a Super Bowl, Matthew Stafford had to be relied on. Tom Brady had to be relied on. Patrick Mahomes had to be relied on. To get to a Super Bowl, Joe Burrow had to be relied on last year. And I just don't think that Ryan Tannehill, even within the offense that asks him to do different things, I will say that, he cannot be a reliable resource to take the Titans to a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. I don't think he has that skill set. And I think quote number two, we're still waiting on that defining moment. It hasn't happened yet. And that's why he's in tier three. He yeah. has tier two potential. I think we all agree that he has tier two potential. But the fact of the matter is, and I assume we're going to get to this in the next quote after we react to this quote, the two quarterbacks above him, mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins has better statistics especially last year and the last two years. And Jimmy Garoppolo has been to a Super Bowl and an NFC Championship last year. In those moments, you've seen 
them do more than Ryan Tannehill when called upon. Derrick Henry is the driving force of the Tennessee Titans. I'm not saying anything everybody doesn't already know, but that doesn't win you the massive games. The quarterback position does, and I think that's the reason why they're justifying him being in Tier 3. All right, so look, I I agree with a lot of what you just said in reaction to that. I, I'm going to defend Ryan Tannehill with three stats about the beginning of this quote. Tannehill relied on the team more than the team relied on him. I'm going to defend our guy, Ryan Tannehill, the Titans guy, Ryan Tannehill, on with three stats about that because I don't think that's fair. But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, you got to make sure you know where to go to to get healthy, right? Uh, I, I've got plantar fasciitis. It unfortunately runs in the family. My mom's got it. I went and got a steroid shot from Dr. Jeff Watson at the Bone and Joint Institute uh, last month, and it's helped me get back running again. Again, the pain has subsided, and I can go do whatever I want to do when it comes to my life or working out or walking on the beach, whatever it might be. Tell my mom, go see Dr. Watson, the Bone and Joint Institute, to help you out there too. You guys should as well. Boneandjointtn.org. Bet MGM, we are powered by that app, and that app should power your phone right there. Download it on your Apple or Android app store. Bet MGM, use the promo code ATOZ Sports. Risk free bet up to $1,000. $1,000 you can bet with that promo code ATOZ Sports. If you lose that bet, you get that money back. That's what we're hooking you up with. Download the app today. That's BetMGM, promo code A-T-O-Z-S-P-O-R-T-S. All one word, no spaces. That's your promo code. Download the app today. All right, so the Ryan Tannehill quote is that the team, uh, he relied on the team more than the team relied on him. So I, I don't like that because I think that puts all, I think it's talking about one game. Right. And I think we need to look at the scope of Tannehill's season and three stats that back up Ryan Tannehill with this, Zach, are the fact that his offensive line was not good last year at pass protection. And honestly, Ryan Tannehill percentage of pressure dropbacks with quarterback responsibility. Ryan Tannehill was responsible for the lowest percentage of pressures on his dropbacks of any quarterback in the NFL. Only 3.8% of Ryan Tannehill's pressures were his fault. He got sacked 47 times. That's second most in the NFL. <laughs> and it's not his, and 3% three per, three of that. No, nah, I, mean, I was his, laughing at the number. Like, no, which is but like 3% of that is Ryan Tannehill's fault for the pressure. So that tells me that he's not, getting enough time compared to everybody else in the NFL because, you know, I mean, that's that's a big deal there. So we know that he was the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. So Ryan Tannehill was also um, top five last season in on-target throw percentage. He was fifth behind Justin Herbert, Kirk Cousins, Kyler Murray, and Joe Burrow with a 79% on-target percentage for sports info solution. So very accurate top five, accurate on target quarterback last season, and also being pressured and sacked the second most. 
Here's the kicker. Because if you're under pressure and you don't have a lot of time, you need separation. The Tennessee Titans pass catchers were dead last. Dead last in the NFL. 32 of 32 in the NFL in average separation last season. Dead last. So you're telling me Ryan Tannehill had some of the worst pass protection in the league. He was had the worst separation from his pass catchers, wide receivers, tight ends, running backs, everybody. But he was a top five accurate passer. That's That tells me why Ryan Tannehill struggled so much in the season. And in the Bengals game, I think it all, it, look, it was one game that went horribly wrong. And that sucks for anybody to be defined in their worst moment sucks, right? Any human being, because you can have a great career and your worst moment on the biggest stage. That's what people remember you from. But Ryan Tannehill carried the team last year. So I'm defending Ryan Tannehill on this quote. Tannehill relied on the team more than the team relied on him. BS. Ryan Tannehill carried the team last season when nobody could stay healthy, when nobody could get open, and nobody could pass block their guy in front of them. Ryan Tannehill was the guy who carried the Titans to a 12-5 and record and a number one seed. It sucked that it fell apart in the playoff game, but we got to give him credit for what all the crap he went through throughout that season. The long year. Right. So that's my but again, defense of Ryan Tannehill. Here. As I've always stated, nobody cares about the regular season. Peyton Manning was the regular season king, but we criticized him to all end until he won a Super Bowl. It's just how our NFL community judges people. It's just how it is. So you cannot change the game, Austin. And I think I, I think the the tense of these, so past tense, right? Relied. I would ask you this. Everything's past tense. I would ask you this, though. Okay. Do you believe that the team relies more on Ryan Tannehill or Ryan Tannehill relies more on the team as the makeup goes? Of the Tennessee Titans, what do you think is more fact? I mean, I think the team relies... Again, the Titans are set up differently than I'm asking. I just want you to answer. Okay. So I think the team relies more on offensive balance than any other team in the NFL. I'm asking you a question. Which one is it? You're not answering it. I don't think that I don't think it's an A you or think B. The Tennessee, I'll ask it again, and I just want you to answer it. I don't want you to skirt You're around or run on the fence. Austin, the I, I, I just want you to answer it. Tennessee Titans setup. Do you believe that the team relies more on Ryan Tannehill or Ryan Tannehill relies more on the team? I, I just want you to answer that question. I don't want you to give an explanation. I want you to answer it and then you can explain it, but answer it. I don't think, no, they rely on Ryan Tannehill to stay healthy because if Ryan Tannehill's not out there, then you're not they, answering any of these that, questions. The question's non applicable to the Titans. It is. I'm asking you a question. You will refuse to answer it. Could you I don't like the question. It? It's not, it's not. I didn't indicative. ask you if you liked it. I, can I asked you, you I, to answer it. What do you think, in your opinion, more? Does Ryan Tannehill rely more on the team or does the team rely more on Ryan Tannehill as the makeup of the Tennessee Titans? That's the third and final time I'm going to ask you the question. That's not, it's, it's not how football works. Exactly. I'm asking you a question. I, I'm not you, asking Jason. about how football You're acting is. like there's only two answers. That's not how this works. 
I'm asking you, how do you think the Titans are set up? The offense relies on the running game. So if that's what you want me to add, Ask or answer, then it's no, yes. You just, Thank you're you, fence, you're, you're a fence rider. You've no, been a fence you're rider asking for me a loaded question. You're, I'm not going to fall into. No, it. it's not a loaded question because yes, that is. is the point of what this anonymous quote, which is kind of funny, is saying. Is that conceptually how the Titans are made up? And Austin, you you said that's your answer how, earlier. That's not how no, football hey, works, I'm, dude. Uh, Austin, that, you said your answer works. earlier. I'm I'm. Basing it on what we are talking about. I'm not pulling this out of my ass. I'm basing this on the quote that we were discussing. And the fact is, what you said in the AFC Championship game no more than like six minutes ago is that they needed to rely on Derrick Henry in that AFC Championship game. So to me, that is what the makeup of the Tennessee Titans are. You won't answer the question. That I was will. three years I, ago. Again, every, what is the quote? Read the real, please, Austin. Oh, no, no, read the first sentence. I that's what I defended with my stats. Tannehill relied on the team more than the team relied on him. That is unfair, in my opinion. Complete because, the sentence because, in the moments where he could have brought the team back, especially when they played against Kansas City, he couldn't make it happen. But also, that's when the game plan. Of running the football and controlling the line of scrimmage failed. You can't have your cake and eat it too. That's the point. I, You're exactly. re we're referencing the AFC Championship game as the quote was, right? And I didn't even know that that was going to happen. As I referenced it, you said, this is your words, not mine, that in that game, they needed to rely on Derrick Henry, correct? In the AFC the Championship quote, game? Yeah, and that's what the quote is saying, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. so the makeup of their team is to rely more on Derrick Henry, who Zach, is the best offensive player on their team, right? Zach, There's why, no question why, of that. Zach, there's but more it is to rely more on Derrick Henry than to rely on Ryan Tannehill. That is what the quote, I believe, as I read it, is trying to exemplify. In, in that game three playoffs ago, yes. In the game six months ago in the playoffs, it was more on Tannehill. What about the Ravens? What did you say about the Ravens? That was, okay, two playoffs ago, that game plan was about Derrick Henry. Right, so you're telling me out of the three playoff losses, and these are your words, not mine, that two of those, they should have relied on Derrick Henry, and then the one time they did rely on Ryan Tannehill, he failed. That's the point. <laughs> but Okay, but Derrick Henry is number one running back in the world. But it goes to the quote of what he's trying to say, and – they're saying that the Again. team relies, and that's not usually the makeup of a Super Bowl team. The makeup of a Super Bowl team is to rely on your quarterback, not Derrick Henry, not your running back, not your wide receiver. It is to, it's not bubble screens. It is to rely singularly on your quarterback. Austin, out of the three playoff losses, they've, they should have, in your words, relied on somebody besides the quarterback twice. No, 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 and when they did, no, that's and not when they did, he threw a pick and Zach, lost the game. Zach, the Titans game plan against the Chiefs in that playoff game was to control the line of scrimmage. It's it's not like rocket science. We know you, what the freaking Titans are. You stated all of this I know stuff, that. though. But, you but said again, that the team should Zach, have not relied on the quarterback. They should have relied on the running back. That's what no, the quote. No, dude. I'm saying, God, I am saying that, that Derrick Henry – deserves as much responsibility for losing those two games as Tannehill does. Does that Relying make sense? on Derrick Henry. <laughs> Let me say this one more time. 
that Derrick Henry's subpar running performance against the Chiefs in the AFC title game and against the Ravens and Nissan Stadium in the wild card round deserves as much heat as Ryan Tannehill does for losing those games. I'm not saying that they should rely on Derrick Henry more than Tannehill. I'm saying the Titans lost and everybody blames Ryan Tannehill. Well, you the, said that for on. the AFC Championship game. You I'm did state that, that they should have the, relied on Derrick Henry. Zach, that was that was the game. Everybody freaking knew that. That I, was the game plan going into this. That's the point, Austin. He, he's saying that. That was three years ago, Zach. What do you think the quote is? Yes, and I have a problem with somebody quoting something from three years ago for 2022. But Austin, not much has changed because it, they changed the philosophy and they relied on Ryan Tannehill this past season uh, and they lost. Uh, that, doesn't that sound idiotic that somebody should hold something against the quarterback for something that happened three years ago? No, it's the makeup and the structure of what the results have been, Austin. So they relied on their quarterback this past season, right, in Cincinnati. Correct yes. or incorrect? Against and what happened? Man. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill had the worst game of his life. So then nobody's denying. We, we have to judge him. We cannot judge him <laughs> based on him having the best game of his life because he had the worst game of his life. Uh, all right. So, but do you understand the quote? I, I'm all I'm trying to do is explain. I I disagree with your your complete foulness of this quote. But I understand it, and I was trying to explain it to you. You brought up some good stats and some good points of how Ryan Tannehill got to this point, but it started our conversation. A lot of times, and I would say 90% of times, NFL fans judge players on how they perform in the biggest games, not necessarily the full sample size of the season. Yeah, is that right. right? And so we have to take that into consideration. All right. So Dion says, Austin, I disagree. Defenses sell out to shut down Derrick Henry, and the passing game failed to get it done when Henry got shut down. Yeah, because the the and I think we can all say this in those games, in the three games we're talking about, the last three playoff games the Titans have played, where they all lost, the offense as a whole struggled to adapt. Whether it was Arthur Smith calling the plays, because let's not forget. That was probably the worst game Arthur Smith has called against the Ravens at home in the playoffs. It was bad. It was really bad. Mike Vrabel had a really passive decision to punt in plus territory on fourth down. Remember that? It was called like the most passive fourth down decision in like the history since they've been tracking those things. So there's been a lot of coaching failures of lack of adapting to the game plan and to the game situation. So again, my entire point of this is that Ryan Tannehill shoulders too big of a percentage of the blame in these losses previous to Cincinnati. Cincinnati was all about He's the quarterback. I know, but that's <laughs> Zach. I can have an opinion as somebody who has a platform to say that yes, against Cincinnati, that loss is on Todd Downing and Ryan Tannehill. Ryan no, Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill should be the first what word happened? out of your mouth. Okay. And I said it both ways because I don't give a damn. Interchangeable. Both those guys failed the team. But against the Ravens and against the Chiefs, there's a lot of, like, against the Chiefs. But Tannehill threw cover. the interception in the, against the Ravens, Austin. Yeah, Do you not Khalif remember? Raymond. Why? Because Corey Davis got hurt. You, and, that, and, that's and, an excuse, not and a reason. Khalif Raymond got <sighs> And Cleef Raymond got... That's an got, excuse. That's exact, an excuse, not, not a reason. remember the play. Cleef Raymond fell down. I, nobody cares. 
Like I do. Of, you no, should care about Ryan, the details. Ryan you Tannehill, right? The point is of what the quote is saying is relying on Ryan Tannehill this past season, and they did at times, but especially in the playoff game, it didn't work. That's how you're remembered. And so the question mark going forward, and especially into this season, is can you rely on Ryan Tannehill? And it can that get you where you need to go? Like simply. Oh, I mean, that's I, the question, that's, and, right? And that's the question that we will find out the answer to this season. But if you're still asking that question about your quarterback, I do believe that that's not a great thing. But again, that's probably a that's tier. A, no, Austin, here's my final statement. That is a tier three type of problem, correct? I, I'm not denying. I don't have a problem with him being in tier three. But again, my whole, and I've said this several times throughout the last seven months, the hardest part to analyze this Titan season is that it's super nuanced and the offense was all banged up and beat up and Ryan Tannehill was getting smacked in the face, sacked a bunch and quarterbacks and, and or wide receivers and tight ends couldn't get open all season long. And then in the playoffs, he crumbled. And so you had a lot of both things happen and it just, it's hard to argue one thing. The regular season problems and the playoff problems are different, but you have to take that into account altogether to see what the season's going to be. I don't think that you can argue that Ryan Tannehill is a questionable quarterback to get a franchise a Super Bowl. That's that's kind of the whole point of this conversation. I'm not is no, that he I, is not, not once have I argued that he. No, can I'm, win I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm saying this is why we're having these conversations is because. Ryan Tannehill is in tier three, and these quotes are negative towards Ryan Tannehill or question Ryan Tannehill. Well, correct? I, I I agree. I think uh, the I think quote number one was fair. I defended Tannehill on quote number two. Like so, I 50, both 50, are 50. negative. Well, yeah, I mean because he's dropped off of he was tier two, now he's tier three, so he's slid. Yeah, because of. Again, the so, impactful performance against the Bengals. All right, so let's get to quote number three here because it's something that Zach's been talking about all offseason. But first, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. They've got the Palisade. They've got the Elantra, the Sonata, the Tucson, the Santa Fe, and they have the Ionic, which is battery-powered. You can go online and get Payne Bone on the horn. Call Payne Bone. He's family-owned and operated we're good friends with Payne Bone, who owns Wilson County Hyundai. We've test-driven these cars. They are a reliable resource for you and your family if you are in the market for a new vehicle. You can order the Ionic, which is battery-powered, or get a fuel-efficient vehicle like I named before. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Also, don't forget, you need to download the BetMGM app and use our code ATOZ Sports to get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 after your first deposit to join the BetMGM family like Zach and I did a couple of years ago. It's so much fun, and football season's a great time to join. So download the app. Use our code ATOZ Sports with a risk-free bet up to $1,000 with your first bet after your first deposit. Uh, so, Zach, this one gets interesting with quote number three here from uh, Mike Sandoz, Athletic QB Tears. An offensive coach who placed Tannehill, Cousins, and Matt Ryan in the second tier thought the cutoff should fall after Tannehill and these guys, right? So he had, this this particular coach had Tannehill in, in tier two. I haven't changed on Tannehill at all. He's doing exactly what he does. 
He's the AFC version of Kirk Cousins. You can smile on that one, Zach. The last two years, he's been very successful, very efficient. If you replaced Tannehill with Matt Ryan, would you be as successful? I believe you would. If you replaced him with Kirk Cousins, would you be the same? I think you'd be the same because those are all good quarterbacks. Now, if you replaced Ryan Tannehill with some of those tier three guys, would they be as good? I don't think so. So I think this is an interesting exercise and maybe we can kind of hold on to some of this because the tier three quarterbacks like Garoppolo, um, I'm going to continue to scroll through Garoppolo, Mac Jones, Baker Mayfield, Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz, uh, Jared Goff, uh, Trevor Lawrence, and Jameis Winston. I think the Titans are probably all worse with those quarterbacks, right? Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, I, I kind of have to put aside because he's so young. Yeah, right? and that's yeah, yeah fair. That, that's a tough one to. So let's put him aside, and then because all the other ones have had, we have a greater sample size of them. Yes, and Strike says that's a good rational argument. I like it. it that third coach actually sounds very rational. <laughs> the problem is, and I agree with Strike because I've been saying it for, well, I, I've been saying it for months. I don't believe that Kirk Cousins can win a Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo has proven that he can't either, right? And Jimmy Garoppolo had a stellar team last year. And they, look, they fought hard and they they couldn't make it to the Super Bowl. They lost to the Rams in the NFC Championship game. All of those quarterbacks in Tier 3, I do not believe can win a Super Bowl. I don't think that they yeah, have, I don't think, and, and it kind of, again, I believe that they rely on their team more than their team relies on them. I believe that for that sample size. Kirk Cousins is unique because his statistics, I mean, he is, he's a 4,000 yard passer, right? I mean, that's the reason why Justin Jefferson is as good and has the numbers as he does. Kirk Cousins, the last two years, 35 touchdowns thrown, 33 touchdowns thrown. Last year, he only threw seven interceptions, but they, they didn't make the playoffs, right? They didn't, they couldn't get it done. And so, but I don't believe if you had to, put me on the stand and you asked me, do you think Kirk Cousins can win a Super Bowl? My answer would be no. It, it's tough because like you mentioned, you know, the three stats that I defended Tannehill with, with the, uh, the quarterback pressure responsible for and the accuracy, Kirk Cousins second in least pressure. That's his fault. And he's a top five accurate quarterback, according to those stats. And look, Jesse says Cousins is not better than Tannehill. No way. I think that they're the exact same. I mean, I think that the Spider-Man meme, because both have deficiencies, right? They're different. They're different type of players. Ryan Tannehill is much faster than Kirk Cousins. We all know that. Kirk, uh, Ryan Tannehill scores more rushing touchdowns himself than Kirk Cousins. But Kirk Cousins utilizes his wide receivers a lot better than Ryan Tannehill. I mean, it's hard to say that, Zach. No, it's not. Last... I mean, look at the statistics. <laughs> what do you mean? Look Zach, at this. Everybody was hurt last year. All of Tannehill's wide receivers were hurt. So look at look at 2020. If you want to compare Kirk Cousins using Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, look at 2020 when the Titans had, by the way, a 2,000 yard rusher and AJ Brown was over a thousand and Corey Davis should have gotten over a thousand. And that's not, not Corey Davis. That's not Ryan Tannehill's fault. Ryan Tannehill almost had Corey Davis a thousand yard receiver. So you should you of all people should give Tannehill a lot of credit for that. Two years ago, Kirk Cousins had better statistics in all three categories of passing yards, touchdowns, and interceptions. I understand that, but you, you know don't. what he did? <laughs> yes, but you know what he didn't have? A two thousand yard rusher taking away a lot of opportunity. Well, 
you could uh, give and take. Yeah. Two thousand yard rusher gave Ryan Tannehill a lot of opportunity. No, two thousand yard rusher carried covers up a lot of yards available. It's called play action fakes. Did you, I, you watch yeah. the season? And Tannehill was broke it. Zach Tannehill broke the Tennessee Titans record for most passing yards in a season, while Derrick Henry had the fifth biggest rushing season in NFL history. They put up so many yards in twenty twenty. So I so they're oh they're my. the same. Do you disagree with that? I don't disagree with that. I'm disagreeing with your point that you said that Kirk Cousins uses his wide receivers better than Tannehill when it's not fair to compare Kirk Cousins' passing stats in 2021 to Tannehill's passing stats in 2021. Well, he's had because, less he's had less interceptions as well. Yes. As, as a because, quarterback, as a throwing quarterback, which he's has had better do, receivers. He's had better receivers that, that got open. Right, like they, again, I didn't. Do you did you have amnesia the, and forget the fact that Ryan Tannehill had the least separation of his pass catchers? They the are Vikings the same. Are, Kirk Cousins is Ryan Tannehill, and Ryan Tannehill is Kirk Cousins. Both of those guys are not adequate enough to win a Super Bowl, in my opinion. I, yes, but I, but again, I think I agree with this quote. I think that if you replaced Tannehill with Matt Ryan and Kirk Cousins. Uh, then the Titans would be basically the same type of quarterback. You get the same result. Yeah. Right, that, I, that, so I think I think that coach, I think Ryan Tannehill and Kirk Cousins should probably be in tier two, at the end of tier two. I'm not saying you change their number rankings, but I think those two guys, Kirk Cousins and Ryan Tannehill, deserve to be separated from Jameis Winston, deserve to be separated from Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts, Baker Mayfield and Mac Jones. I think they're just Kirk Cousins and Tannehill deserve to be in a separate category than all those guys I just named. Well, what they should do is they should have a Spider-Man category, which is Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, and and they're their own tier, right? They're, they're, and and Matt Ryan. There, there, there's three of them, and they're just there's three Spider-Man. That is the Spider-Man tier because I look, I I think that that quote is absolutely fair. I, I I'm with you. We know that. The problem is, is that do you, the hard part is it, on your team, do you want that? And then, I, no, you'd rather have a top 10 quarterback, <laughs> obviously. But that's not everybody, not everybody, not all 32 teams can have a top 10 quarterback. That's not how math works either. So there's, but you got to be damned to find one. I well, understand why. Yeah. Look, I don't agree with it. I understand the salary cap. I, I get the checks and balances of the NFL. Now, the Rams don't, but. Uh, I I look at that and I say, this is probably Ryan Tannehill's last year as a Tennessee Titan. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I don't know about that. It just depends. There's got to be a, a better option that's available. We'll find out what happens. But yeah, next year will be easier to move on. Or than, options. Than I, I'm with you. There has to be a better option or options. Options could be Malik Willis or options could be a free agent quarterback that gets disgruntled during the year that wants to go to another team. Yeah, but the fact is that, yes, Ryan Tannehill will be easy to move on from after this season than he was this past offseason. There's no denying that. Yeah, and I, I think we all agree, as we've talked about, if Ryan Tannehill, ifs and buts, beer and nuts, if Ryan Tannehill would have won and gotten those three points against Cincinnati, he's in Tier 2. He And we yeah. think about Ryan Tannehill in a completely different light because the taste in our mouth is not an interception intended for Nick Westbrook Ikea you're not in good hands because the interception went to the wrong person's hands. Now we we ended that season. 
And look, I, I don't, as a human, I, I, I don't relish in the fact of like, it's terrible that Ryan Tannehill ended his year like that. Ryan Tannehill notoriously is a very nice person. He's a good guy, but I can't, we're not, this is not nice guys, right? We're not basing it on nice guys. We're basing it on what you can do on the field uh, on football, as far as these tiers are concerned. And that's, I, so I Austin, I would ask you this. Would you put Ryan Tannehill in tier two or three? I think he deserves to be in the same tier as Kirk cousins, but I, I, mm, I think they are. I think both Kirk Cousins and Tannehill are closer to tier twos than they are tier threes. I just don't think it's fair to put Cousins and Tannehill with Jameis Winston and Baker Mayfield. It's not You've the same. Just spoken a lot of sentences without answering the question. I I think they're closer <laughs> to tier two. I would I would feel better. Hey, if hey. I said that. Like no, you yes, didn't. Yes, I did. I literally said you, you skated think, around it for the last like. No, I did not. Damn it! I said I think Kirk Cousins and Ryan Tannehill should be closer to tier two than tier three. They don't deserve to be in the same class as Jameis Winston and Baker Mayfield. That was the complete sentence I said. You must have missed the first part of it. You but didn't answer re- the question until the end. Right, so for, it's time for all right. It, no, no, no. no. I, look, let me answer you're it. Not, you're, you're I, I'm, I'm, look, I will answer it. I will answer it. I believe Matt Ryan should be in tier three. I think all three of them should be in tier three. I, I think, think that Matt all- Ryan, the fact that he is put in tier two is ridiculous. I think Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, and Matt Ryan, and Jimmy Garoppolo should all be tier three for this year. And all four of those guys have an opportunity. Garoppolo is going to be a little different because he doesn't know where he's going to play. All of them have an opportunity to earn tier two status. But I don't think based on the past season – with Matt Ryan being on a poor team, uh, Kirk Cousins not making the playoffs, and Ryan Tannehill throwing three interceptions in his home playoff divisional game after a bye, All right, those he, do not deserve to be in tier two. Here, here's my answer. Here's I think there should be six tiers. I don't think there's enough tiers here. I think tier three is too wide. With 10 quarterbacks in tier three, no, give me a break. Like there's That's not how... I think there should have been six tiers. I think Ryan, Tannehill... And then Kirk Cousins should be a group, and maybe Garoppolo if you want to, or whatever. But I think you should group those four together and then put the others, Mac Jones, Baker Mayfield, and Jameis Winston, and Carson Wentz, and Jalen Hurts. No, they can be Tier 4. Those guys are closer to those guys than the guys above in Tier 2. So, I again, I, I no, I think they should be in their own tier. I think there's no, not I, but that's not how the game works, right? I, I understand. I know you I, can't. You don't, I, I've already changed the, the rules. That's what I'm question. saying. All right, let's get to a game where there's actual right answers with Tuesday Sports Trivia here on A to Z Sports. Presented by BrentwoodImprint.com, Tuesday Sports Trivia. You can elevate your brand and business with a lot of different gear at BrentwoodImprint.com, whether it's office supplies, uh, mugs, cups, services, or shirts, T-shirts, sweatshirts, polos, whatever you need to make your business or your brand look more professional or maybe help your brand grow. BrentwoodImprint.com is where to go. But, Zach, it is time for Tuesday Sports Trivia here on this Tuesday, we are we are sixteen and four. So we have gone nine and one, and then seven and three over the last two weeks. And so now we have an opportunity to have a strong week uh, to get us uh, continued as training camp opens tomorrow. All right, let's start with the NBA. The NBA presented an MVP award to the player who performed the best during the seeding games in the bubble. Who won this award? 
The NBA presented an MVP award to a player who performed the best during the seeding games in the bubble. Who won this award? James Harden, TJ Warren, Damian Lillard, or Devin Booker? I think I know the answer. Do you, Austin? Um, Stephen King says Booker. I mean, I I did not. I think I watched the Grizzlies play in the bubble, but that's that all. was Devin Booker's last second shot when he was falling away and fell on the court, basically back back down. Yeah, we've got a lot of Bookers. I think it was Booker. Okay, who's TJ Warren? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, are you? We gonna lock it in? Yeah, yeah. Devin Booker, final A to Z. So the correct answer is not Devin Booker. Oh, no. God. It's Damian Lillard. Ah. He averaged 37.6 points per game and Bubble eventually game, led Dame. the Trailblazers to an eventual playoff berth. Damn, 0-1 start. That's not good. God. That's like you look around, and you're like, how? I mean, the chat was Booker, right? Yeah, chat was heavy Booker, and then I think the second was TJ Warren. Well, All I right, know who that is? Um, oh, and one start. Got to climb out of this. God bless. Um, all right, NFL. Which of which one of these quarterbacks was the last one inducted to the NFL Hall of Fame? Bobby Lane, Terry Bradshaw, Ken Stabler, or Bob Greasy? kind of all around the same area era, which of these quarterbacks was the last one inducted into the NFL hall of fame, Bobby Lane, Terry Bradshaw, Ken Stabler, or Bob Greasy. For some reason, I want to say Stabler. I feel like he was, a. Uh, did he go in after he passed? No, but Scott says Stabler will lock it in. I, I met Ken Stabler at an old miss Alabama game. And I shook his hand with his, Super Bowl ring on the snake. I've heard he's, I've heard he was an incredible guy and he's tall. He's like six, five, six, six was. Yeah. Was, um, we're getting a lot of stable answers. There's a I, couple. I think that was, that's kind of our gut. There's a couple Bob Griefies, greasies as well. Uh, I think we need to go with Ken Stabler final A to Z. All-American at Alabama, the Snake, played 15 years in the NFL from 70 to 84, four-time Pro Bowl selection, coached by John Madden, and was the last one inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame out of those four. Okay, one and one. All right, let's keep rolling with the NFL. I played in 1973 to 1987 and ran the offense known as the Air... Coriel. So who am who I? Am I? <laughs> who am I? Ooh. Roman Gabriel, Jim Plunkett, Dan Fouts, or Warren Moon. 1973 to 87 ran an offense known as the Air Coriel. Fouts. That's the, the immediately we got Fouts answers. Dan Fouts, final A to Z. Six-time Pro Bowl selection, Dan Fouts. And uh, played for the San Diego Chargers, inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1993. All right, two and one. All right, um, let's see here. Let's go to 
back to the play or uh, back to the bubble. Let's just say (laughs) the NBA all-star game introduced a new format for the first time this season. What was it? The play in seedings, right? The NBA All-Star Game oh, All-Star, sorry. introduced a new format for the first time during this season. So they've done a couple of different All-Stars, right? So they've they've had captains pick. They've had um, East West. I think it's I think it's the captains pick. So like draft. Yeah, yeah, like playground pick them, like as Jarrell said. Well, they also had <laughs> Gator Hater says no defense. <laughs> no, that was happening before. No. So what year did Kobe die? 2020. So that was the bubble year, right? January 26, uh, 2020. Yeah. What the what the question is, um NBA also in a new format for the first time this season. They played they played a weird format that year when Kobe died. They had like 24. And the I Kobe watched quarter. It. Yeah, do you remember that? No. That's gotta be I have a really good feeling that this is it because they they played to 24, and then the last quarter was a different type of system. So let's just say. Yeah, because the 2020 All-Star game was before COVID, so they got that in. So it was probably like two or three weeks after Kobe died. I think it's the Kobe rules. The, the Kobe what? But they did draft those players, I think. Uh, I want to say like it's Kobe rules. Kobe rules. That's fine. I mean, I think if, you know, I think we've got it. The, the Kobe, the Kobe Elam ending, somebody is saying. I don't know what that means, but. Uh, that sounds familiar. It was a different ending of the game. So let's let's lock in Kobe rules. Yeah, okay, right. that's fine. Finally to see that. Uh okay, during the game, the score resets at the end of every quarter. It is the Elam ending. And on the fourth quarter, there's no game clock. There's a target score, which determined by adding 24 points in Kobe's honor. Okay. So we I think that counts. That does count. That has okay. to count. I mean, I literally described the answer. Three and one. All right. Uh, you know what documentary that I'm going to watch that I have not watched yet, which is The Captain featuring Derek Jeter. Mm. Here's some Derek Jeter questions. What is Jeter's hometown? New York, New York, Charlottesville, Oklahoma, Tampa Bay, Florida, or Kalamazoo, Michigan? What is Derek Jeter's hometown? I think it's Kalamazoo. He lives in Tampa Post, but Zach he's does from Kalamazoo Tampa. Uh, on YouTube. I think it's Kalamazoo. I feel pretty good about that. You want to lock that in? Donald says Kalamazoo. Ed says that. Shrike says that. Yeah. I mean, let's just let's yeah. Let's go with Kalamazoo. Final A to Z. The correct answer: Kalamazoo, Michigan. All right. All right. So four and one. Let's follow up another Derek Jeter question. Now, I'm kind of interested in what the answer is because I don't know. Which two major nationalities is Derek Jeter? African Irish, Venezuelan English, Cuban English, or French English? 
I, I, I had this question because I have no idea. Go to him again. African Irish, Venezuelan English, Cuban English, or French English. So there's only one Irish. Right. Well, and again, he's African American, so I, that, that would make sense. But so, this kind of also feels like a trick question. Well, so um the only guess well, Kenny just came in with our first non-African Irish. So I'd say we Titans Kyle says his mom is English Irish and his dad's African American. So let's go with African Irish. Finally, is he African Irish? Derek Jeter, his his father, Charles, is black, and his mother, Dorothy, is Irish. Okay. African Irish. All right. We are five and one. Wow. Uh five let's just keep and going one. back to Derek Jeter. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Next question is. Let's see here. Um, I got to find it. Go Chiefs was my war cry when I won the 1970 Super Bowl. I was a seven time Pro Bowl quarterback in my career. Who am I? Lynn Dawson? 1970. So if we think of the 1970 Super Bowl. Lynn Dawson. When was the 1970 Super Bowl? The Chiefs and the Jets. I think. No, the Jets won their Super Bowl against the Colts. But it's Lynn Dawson. It's Lynn Dawson. The answer is Lynn Dawson. Finally, is that, is he, is that yeah. what the ch- chat is saying? Or is that what you're saying? It has to be Lynn Dawson. Finally, is he Lynn Dawson? Inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1987, Lynn Dawson was quarterbacked, who quarterbacked the Kansas City Chiefs, won Super Bowl in 1970. Over the Vikings. All right. Hey, six and one. Vikings. Ah. Six and one. Now we're on to our comic book questions. These are going to be tough. <laughs> what superhero grew up on the planet Tamaron? There's Ult- going to be people who get this. Ultra Boy, Starfire, the Silver Surfer, or Hawk Girl? Which superhero grew up on the planet Tamaron? I mean, I have no idea. Silver Surfer is the one that like so Ultra Boy, Starfire, Silver Surfer, or Hawk Girl. Silver Surfer, Fantastic Four is the only one that I recognize, but I have no idea where the planet in comic book world of Tamaron is. We've got Starfire, Starfire, um, uh, Silver Surfer, Hawk Girl, Starfire. <laughs> so every one of them, except for Ultra Boy. Uh, oh, Shrike says Starfire, lock it in. We're going to have to rely on the chat for this. I think I think we're going to go Starfire. Starfire was our first answer, and I think Starfire. Let's go with Starfire, Final A to Z. The youngest daughter of the planet's rulers, Starfire, grew up on Tamaron. Okay. Seven and one. What's our next comic question? 
Who was the first costumed superhero? Arrow, the Phantom, Crimson Avenger, or Superman? Obviously, like Superman sounds correct, but I have no idea. Arrow, the Phantom, Crimson Avenger, or Superman? I think it's the Crimson Avenger. First costumed superhero. Seth says Phantom. Titans. Kyle says Superman. Eric says Phantom. Jarrell says Crimson Avenger. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, Jeff says he's sitting next to a comic nerd. So that actually is within the rules of the game. That if it- you're in the same person as somebody, then they can answer. And what did that comic nerd say? We haven't gotten that was a starfire from the comic nerd. So now we need a follow up from uh, Jeff's nerd friend. We're gonna have to lock something in. Phantom has become the most popular answer on this one. I think that's where we're gonna have to answer it. We can't wait on his nerd. All right, let's just go Phantom. Phantom final A to Z. The first fictional hero to wear the skin-tight costume, which became a hallmark of comic book superheroes, was the Phantom. Ooh. First appeared in the Daily Newspaper February 17th, 1936. At its peak, the strip was read by over 10 million people. Nice. All right. Eight and one for our last question. Can we sweep the non-sports three? We go to the king. Who was Elvis Presley's favorite superhero? Hmm. Somebody has got to know. Somebody's going to know it. We've got a we got a big enough group of people where somebody's going to be an Elvis nut that also knows this. I Gator Hater says Superman. Jarrell says Batman. <laughs> Zach says Deadpool. <laughs> I don't think Deadpool is around. Is it is it not a multiple choice? No. Jerry Seinfeld's favorite superhero was Superman. Elvis's. Repeat the question, Darius asks. Who was Elvis Presley's favorite superhero? And now several people are saying the Superman because the hair. The same that would like, make sense. Has anybody seen the new movie? I have not. I want to. I have not either. Superman does kind of look like Elvis. Minus the physique. But um, Captain. I think we're going to have to go with. Let's just go Superman. And um, I think it's just. You want to lock it in? Yeah. Finally to Z. 
I saw up. Oh, let's see. Let's see here. I just locked it in. Elvis Make- Presley loved reading comic books as a boy. It's not wow. Too, in fact, according to legend, it was the character that inspired his jet black hair with a curl hanging down the middle of his forehead. His favorite superhero was Captain Marvel. Yeah, I think people got it afterwards. I saw Big Ten Jeff's nerd friend said Captain Marvel. But it was already it was after I had locked it in, so it didn't work. Yeah, we have to we but we've gotta uh fend off Googling. No, I, I think you know we missed it. Eight and two. Eight and Captain two is our Mar- what's the difference between Captain Marvel Marvel and Captain America? I don't know who Captain Marvel is. Well, Freddie Freeman, it a, it's a fictional it- superhero. Captain Marvel Jr. It's funny if you Google Captain Marvel Jr., the next word is Elvis. <laughs> I see Captain Marvel as a female. Captain Marvel Jr. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see it now. Okay. Well, eight and two. Eight and two is not bad. No, no, we keep we keep pace. You know, we went nine and one, seven and three, eight and two. So we're eighty percent. We're this is this is winning trivia. We're yeah. winning here, playing winning ball. All right, guys, have a great rest of your Tuesday. Tomorrow, big day, training camp, first practice starts. We'll have coverage from the press conference with Mike Vrabel, John Robinson, and Ryan Cowden at eleven thirty. So a couple hours away from right now. Uh, but you will not want to miss tomorrow's show. We have an announcement as well. Uh, for our A to Z Titans coverage on tomorrow morning show. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. We've been telling you guys this for a month. Titans training camp coverage on our YouTube channel will be must see. So subscribe to our YouTube right now. So you don't miss that because all that starts tomorrow. So check it out there. A to Z sports Nashville on YouTube and Buck rising will be live tonight for A to Z sports primetime recapping what happens in this uh, press conference coming up later. And we'll see you guys Tomorrow morning, have a great Tuesday. Talk to you soon. Adios.